Hello everybody, welcome to Broomvagoon. What about a road bike to get there? But first of thinking about a road bike, you need to think about the power meter. Yes, because today is this Tuesday of the month. Actually, we are shuffling up a bit around. But yes, today is Tip Top Tuesday. And uh, because, as usual, Simon is gonna be here and is gonna be guest of this episode, you know that he's gonna talk about... I love that nerdy stuff about numbers and then power numbers and then FTP. Really weird uh, acronyms and stuff. I really don't know what he's talking about sometimes. But yeah, if it's not a road bike, the thing that you need for sure, a power meter is something that you need when we are talking with Simon. I don't have a power meter in all my bicycle, so sometimes he gets angry on me. That's another story, that's another story. Just start from the beginning. Have you following my social media out there? Calamaro CC's Instagram, Calamaro CC as well on Facebook, and then... I think that's it. Yeah, there is something on Twitter. Read Calamaro. Read Calamaro is on Twitter. Well, you understood, actually, if you are following me, that I'm trying to pack together a nerd episode. Keep tuned, probably I'm gonna do that, even if somebody there is telling me, yeah, but let's do it in uh, after 12th of April, okay, let's do it next autumn. <sighs> it's a bit frustrating, but that's what you need to deal when you want to talk with experts, especially sometimes of experts, but fortunately there are other people like James Wong, the angry Asian, that already answered me straight away and probably I'm gonna get a piece with him pretty soon, and probably I can only talk with him in a classical way of a classic interview. I don't want to spread shit around. Not yet, but yeah, sometimes I'm getting really, really, really uncomfortable with some stuff. Um, so I already mentioned my social media in this sneaky way, but hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email. By the way, thanks a lot to everybody who was pinging me and telling me which one are, in their opinion, the best bags that I can put on my bike to do the uh, Munich to Bolzen, so the Rando Imperator. I'm getting some information there, but I need to move because the day after tomorrow is going to be the 4th of May when I need to start it. I need to buy as well also the uh, tickets, the train tickets to get there and to come back. Let's see what's going on. And what else to do? Yes, for sure. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to be in Cesena for La Resistente. Don't forget about it. I don't remember if it's the 14th or the 15th. Anyways, is that... Uh, that is gonna be on uh, yeah the Sunday of those weekend must be the fifteenth probably I don't know Lele sorry for that as usual and uh, yeah I think nothing else probably we can completely dig into the episode of today we are gonna talk with Simon who just presented his team the Eppinger team in Trieste it happened last Saturday and who is gonna talk about planning a racing season. Not for me, right? You're gonna be really, really, really enthusiastic and you're gonna know more. Well, ciao. How are you doing, Simon? Good, good. Very good. I'm happy. Uh, I can feel you, actually. What about? Why are you so happy? Ah, I don't know. Life is good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, spring is coming. Already arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm positive. And lasagna is in the oven. Yeah, that's also a big part of my happiness. Yes, uh, today I've eaten two different portions of lasagna, one with vegetables and the other one with salsiccia. I prefer the second one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it was really good. Salsiccia and aubergine. It was amazing. No, uh, no aubergines. Oh, but okay. Yeah, I... yeah, you need to eat some vegetables, boy. Don't do the, the bad kid. Come on. I know, I know, I know. Uh, well, uh, so first of all, I would say while I continue shaking our... 
let's say notes and stuff tell us what is gonna happen this so okay context as usual i just raise my hand saying context today is wednesday the 17th of march and we are 8 and 18 p.m and something is gonna happen on the 30th of march so you people are gonna listen to this thing after everything already happened but maybe you can give us a sneak peek. You can also tell us something that you don't want to tell to everybody before, but everybody's going to know it after. So you know what I mean. Tell us what is going to happen in the 30s. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, no, we have the team presentation in Trieste. So, yeah. yep, my team uh, received the new kids and we are officially, let's say, starting uh, the, the racing season also on the road. We already started it on, on mountain bikes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, all the cyclists from Trieste will probably come and have a sneak peek, at least. Okay. Uh, there will be some presents for the ones that join us. And, yep, yeah, it, it will be great fun. A uh, small party afterwards and a chance to, to speak with some interesting people in the in the cyclic environment. So how does it work usually? Um, there's going to be something like a presentation of the old participants or team members. There's going to be a presentation of the sponsor. There's going to be uh, food for sure. I'm going to talk about food in one minute, by the way. So there's going to be a presentation about the team members and then you're going to just shuffle the cars around and everybody's going to be in the middle with some casual talks. Or there's going to be something different. You have a different problem. Oh, exactly like that. So we're going to start by presenting the, the whole team and then there will be a part uh, when we present the sponsor and how they can help you because they are all people that are somehow related to, to cycling. Uh, I'm referring in particular to Berk of Berk Composites, which is producing saddles, uh, and uh, there be uh, the importance of uh, resting well uh, with Doralan. There will be the importance of proper nutrition, what to eat and when to eat it with for endurance. Um, they're also giving some some tips on how to fuel your rides. Uh, they'll probably give you a nice gift uh, also in the form of a discount code for their products uh, which uh, if you want i can reveal you after the presentation yeah then there will be some some freedom in the in the bar in the restaurant when there will be some, some for sure for sure something to eat something to drink and a nice way to to kick off the weekend Okay, okay. So they're going to be for sure, there's going to be some alcohol. And what about the food? Who is preparing the food and what is going to happen with the food? <laughs> We're in a good place for the food. Uh, We're in a, in a restaurant and pasticceria called Eppinger in the middle of Trieste. And they produce their own pastry uh, and also other stuff like pizzas and similar things. So... Yeah, the quality is pretty high and it's worth worth a visit if, if you come by Trieste in, in any time. Yes, so not only the presentation. Yeah, 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 it's always there. Perfect, okay. Anyways, everybody out there, people, if you're just going to Trieste for any kind of reason for, I don't know, riding the bicycle or, I don't know, sailing your boat or just for eating good and to visit an amazing part of Italy, probably Eppinger is the place to be if you want to have a great espresso. Yeah, and also tr- drop me a message if you if you come by, so we can arrange probably something that would be great fun. Yes, exactly, exactly. Some bicycle rides over there. That's yeah, sure. They said that actually the bicycle is amazing there. So 
the bicycle is amazing. You have close close by Slovenia, you have Croatia, uh, which seems so strange, but uh, from Trieste, which is in Italy, you cross an entire country and you come into Croatia in 40 kilometers. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, last thing that I wanted to ask you about uh, this side, let's say the presentation of the new season. So Eppinger team is going to be the team to beat, right? In uh, your geo area out there. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> okay. How do you deal with the competitors then? They're going to come there to check all your secrets. No, we're, we're fr really friends with, with everyone in the area. So the, the climate is always supportive for, for the other people. And yeah, there's a yeah, there's a healthy rivalry between the various teams in, in the PSA area, and yeah, since the community is not so big, we also know each other. And to be honest, yeah, there are no hard feelings with anyone around around us, and we we are very happy to see uh, people that race with us on, on a presentation. So we can say actually that usually you're making this presentation just for making a good party and something like a family reunion, right? Yeah, a little bit, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's the best thing. Yeah, if you are wondering out there if I'm gonna be there, no is the answer. Just uh, that's a pity. Because, just because, because, because I'm not gonna go deep into that. But yeah. Next year. Next year for sure, or for the closing party like last year, or yeah, just yeah. come there and to eat something like a good piece of pizza, a slice of pizza, or I don't know, sfogliatelle. Do they do sfogliatelle in uh, Pinger? Ah, uh, sure they do. For sure. So sfogliatelle time there for me is gonna be great. Yep. And spritz time, white spritz, obviously, not apero spritz. Apero spritz is for another part of Italy. <laughs> Well, uh, just last anecdote that probably have to say that, and then we're going to go directly into the episode. I remember last time that I was in Trieste, the only water I have drank there, it was the water inside of the of the spritz. And I can tell you that I drank a lot of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there, there, there's, a, there's a, <laughs> an old saying in Trieste. You know, there is someone that goes to the doctor and come back, comes back to his wife and uh, he says to the wife, you know, the doctor just told me that I have to drink three liters of water every day. Oh, come on, you're, that's impossible. It's, that's going to be like six liters of spritz. You see, you see, you see. So it was something like this that happened to me, exactly like that. <laughs> cool. Okay. We talked about kicking off the new season. So the most important thing on kicking off the new season or when a season begins is actually a good plan. And uh, a, yes, a good plan of all the races and all the events, because for me, it's not going to happen anything like races for sure this year. And how you plan it. So probably we can start from there. Usually for one of the most winning players of a winning team like you, how does it work? How do you plan and when do you plan your your season? Okay, uh, let's say my seasonal planning starts uh, during the off-season. So in November, I sit down and try to make a calendar for the following year. Mm -hmm. And I just start by listing the, the interesting races that, uh, that I want to do next year or some ideas. And then, yeah, I have some time to decide which one do I want to, to attend, which one I don't really care about. And, and so, yeah, I start 
I start preparing a list of races, giving them a priority. I usually differentiate between A, B, and C priority. Mm -hmm. So, A priority, I put the highest. B is something that, yeah, it's pretty okay. I would like to go good on that race. And C is like, okay, it's a, it's a race that I don't really care too much about. I still want to to come last in, in that race, but uh, I'm not so obsessed about the result or coming in a very good shape in, in that one. Okay, okay, perfect. So you mentioned, yeah. ah, for me, uh, for me, it's something like, you know how it works with me, right? For me, it's <laughs> usually pretty random. This year I sat down in December. I remember I was traveling in the train and I sat down and I said, okay, which one are gonna be the goals of this year? And then I wrote down some stuff that actually was closer to what I want to do. And then after that, I actually posted in the social media something pretty random. Okay, what do you think I should do this uh, next year? And uh, I received some tips and some recommendation on what to do, whatever, and then I list everything down. Then on that, I had to put also some other thing on top of it, something like, I don't know, uh, duties and commitments that I have to take outside of cycling. And so the plan changed completely. And now I have a rough plan. The thing that I do, that I do usually, I try to have um, a good event, an interesting event that is at the beginning of the season. This year is going to happen in May. Then the the core of my season is usually in June, starts in June, and this is actually the period of our Holy Week. Yeah. Okay. And then the third one, usually I try to put at the end of the season a good ride or a good event with some friends. And usually it's a gravel event just to enjoy the day, let's say the tail of, yeah, the last tail of summer. So usually I go south and uh, or somewhere just to go there and, I don't know, put some solid, yeah, some solid miles on my legs. And uh, yeah, enjoy the last part of the season just in that way. So right now I changed my plan already three or four times. <laughs> okay. The only thing that I know this year is that I'm going to do the 4th or 5th of May. I'm going to do the um, Rando Imperator from Munich to Bolzen. Um, and then, then you know that during the year you have 51 weeks available yeah. because one, one week is booked for the Holy Week. Exactly. One, one week is the Holy Week where this year you're going to bring us to the, let's say, the best climbs of the northeast of Italy. Yep. And Slovenia, let's say, west side of Slovenia is part of Italy. Let's put it in that way. It's part of the yeah, of the Alps, let's say this way. Amazing. Eastern, yes. Eastern part of Alps. I can't wait for that. And then at the end of the year, I still have to see because I have actually a huge commitment. I signed. I signed. I decided to go to some place, bicycle. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now, but it is bicycle related, but I will not ride there. I'm going to do something else. So this means that the end of August, the beginning of September are completely booked. So I need to find something in September. But the other point is that usually I take three, four days for the last event of the season, right? This means that I have to take holidays and vacations from my work. Mm -hmm. This year, all my vacations are booked. So I need to try to understand, probably I need to lose my job by then. <laughs> Because I, I cannot miss it. I cannot miss it. So yeah, plan. my vacation plans this year are completely fucked up. So let's see what's going on. Uh, something that I wanted to ask you, because you were mentioning at the beginning that you made something like A, B, C priority. So priority one, two, and three in your mm -hmm. calendar. How, let's start from the end. How usually, how many C priorities, priority C races or rides do you have? 
And then going on the top, I will skip the B thing, but you can mention it. How many A do you have? I think, uh, let's say, C priority. Uh, hmm, I, I need to check it a little bit. So let me do, let me do a background check because uh, I have a calendar where I have everything written. Uh, so let's see, let's see, let's see. I think it's, it's going to be about 40% of C, of C races. Okay. Maybe maybe even more. Let's say from 50 to, yeah, something around that. Let's say 50% is going to be C races. Um, and then probably 20% or 15% is going to be A races. Okay. On how many races in total do you have? 60. In, no, no, I don't have a lot. I have in total something around 30 days of racing. Okay, okay, okay. So you are telling me that your A priority is about one slash, no, sorry, two slash three races. Yeah, two races. One race. Two, one or two races, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Well, give me then uh, your A decision then. Which one is your priority ah, A? Was was pretty clear for me. Uh, was the out route uh, on the Pyrenees in August? Yes. So it's seven days of racing, and yeah, that's that's what I what I'm going targeting this year. Uh, then soon soon after that, uh, there's also the amateur world Ch championship okay. in Poland. Okay. But you have to qualify to that before. Yeah, yeah I have to qualify. Um, I'm going uh, to a race in in UK you know, to Cambridgeshire to try to qualify for that. Uh, we will see how that goes. Why UK? Because it's easier than Italy, or uh, no? Because um, I don't have so many other options. Okay. Um, there is uh, there is another one in Italy um, that is happening on the same day uh, when I have the out route in the Dolomites, so that's not gonna work. And there is uh, another in Slovenia, uh, the Marathon Franja. Uh, which uh, falls, uh, I don't remember when, but I had something else on, on that day. Maybe I was away or... Okay. No, no it was this way. The, the, um, the out route in the Dolomites coincides with the Gran Fondo in Slovenia, while the other one coincides well, with well, something else. Okay, okay, it makes sense. A question that I have here that is a bit on the side on the topic of today, but how, how is going to happen with the old truth? Maybe one day we're going to make an episode only on the old truth because I'm pretty, pretty interested on that. I try also to contact somebody from the old truth to make an episode, but still no answers. That's another story. We are going to complain about that later. But when you're going to do any of the old truths, um, multi-days races, are you going to go there by yourself or are you going to go there with your team? I'm going alone this year. Mm. So there's also, it's, it's pretty expensive. And for the time being, I wanted to do it solo. Maybe next year we'll try to see if it makes sense to do it in two people but yeah i take this as a, an, an individual one okay 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 yeah because okay as i was saying i don't want to make you this question right now we are going to talk about the old truth in another day because i would like to know as well your expectations and stuff like this but we're going to talk about that in another day yeah yeah, yeah. it's fine Ah, well, by the way, I, I just discovered that I have a second chance to, to qualify in Trento at the Charlie Gaul Gran Fondo. So. Ah, I remember. You have done it also last year, right? 
Yeah, it was the, the last day of the Settimana Santa. How does it work with the calendar this year with it? No, the, this year I'm going to be in pretty good shape, I think, in there. It's not going to be at the, at the last day of seven days of altitude training with 20,000 meters of positive altitude. Yeah, it, was, it was a bit tough last year, and this yeah, year will be even tougher. Last year, I gave up uh, in that race after 15 minutes. I was like, yeah, no way this is going until the end. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just stopped making selfies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, I, I started... Um, I had a pretty bad discussion with a person I was in the race. Uh, you know, I already gave up on, on, the, on the relevant groups. I was just having fun in the back. And we were probably... Uh, half an hour behind the first people, maybe even more after two hours of racing. So we were taking it very, I was taking it very calmly. And there was this guy uh, that was starting to litter. Uh, so he was starting to drop things, uh, throw them in, in the woods, throw them to the side of the road. Uh, first time I saw it, I just stopped and picked up the track. Uh, I got back to him. Uh, I called him. Uh, I told him, listen, you, you accidentally dropped this thing. So take it back. And there is uh, the top of, of the hill in two kilometers, and there's a green area. Mm. Uh, he just looked at me and he told me I didn't, I didn't fall. Uh, I threw it. Um, Yeah, uh, let's say uh, I don't really understand this kind of people. No, no, no. You did a great, great, great job. I mean, I don't know what happened at the end. No, he, uh, I was just telling him that uh, there is a green arrow at the top, so he just he should just take it and uh, throw it there. Instead, he, he took it and threw it away again. So I, I went and took it uh, to the trash. And then uh, somehow I think I overtook him because, yeah, I, I was cruising, but I still had some, some energy. And, yeah, that made him a little bit nervous. <laughs> he tried to punch me uh, or really? stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to punch me, and then uh, I finished the race uh, after the hill because there was a shortcut to the end. Instead, he had to continue. And I made him disqualified at the end because I reported uh, the littering um, to, the, to the jury. Uh, it took me half an hour of my time to report this, but I was happy I did it. Yeah, reporting and also being aggressive with you, trying to attack you. It's not the thing that you want to have, right? On I, it makes no sense. I mean, at all, at all. I, maybe, maybe, maybe I can understand if someone who is fighting for the top 10 drops a bar or something. Maybe I can understand that. I, it's not that I support it, but you know, during the you have so much hype, uh, so much adrenaline that you can just forget to care about this and you drop it. I think it shouldn't be done, but I can probably understand if you're in the top 10. But if you are an hour behind, uh, you're going nowhere and doesn't really change anything, uh, it's just unpolite, in my opinion. No, it's just being an asshole. There's nothing else that I can say. You're just an asshole and uh, you're doing stupid things. And you actually, yes, uh, you don't deserve to be together in uh, with a lot of other people passionate with bicycle in an amazing environment, you know? Stay mm -hmm. home. Stay mm -hmm. home. You're going to watch your TV on your sofa and you're going to be good. And then you can throw whatever you want on the floor of your place. Exactly. 
Yeah, so bad experience. By the way, I just want to say and put clear to everybody out there, when Simon says, I was cruising, I gave up, or whatever, this means that he's still pushing on his pedals 300 watts. No, no, I, I, was, I, was, I was barely at 240 to 30. Exactly, exactly. I think that my FTP is around 180. No, I don't know. But that's another story. <laughs> but yeah, for my side, uh, going back to the old thing, obviously it's super easy. What is going to be my main event for this year? The Holy Week. Oh, I'm, good, good, good. Uh, I'm not going to train for anything else. I was actually training for, I wanted to train for the Alpen Brevet. That is going to happen, I think, the 14th, no, 24th, 24th of August, but I'm not going to be here. So the Alpen Brevet is going to be uh, Furka Pass, Tremola Pass, and another pass that I don't remember. So I cannot participate to this other race. Then the Holy Week, we, everything is going to start with the Sportful. So this is going to be for sure the main event. And then it's going to be actually having a lot of fun with you and then with Donato and then with Lucifero. That is gonna be <laughs> what it's gonna be. Everybody's already complaining, myself included. I'm not gonna be in shape for that. I'm already overweight and I've not been riding as much as I want. But I'm not complaining. No, you are the only one. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Just to be fair, you are not the only one. You are gonna be in you are gonna be super lean and in perfect shape. No, it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be fun. It's not the spirit sure. to go fast, it's spirit to see different places and find new experiences. Probably also find some faith up here on the Zonkolan. Yes, yes. I, I don't know. They said actually that I'm going to say this in Italian anyways, and let's see what is going to happen. Then I don't know how to translate it. Probably you can translate it, Simon. So they say that non c'è la chiesa in cima allo Zonkolan, però la Madonna la vedono tutti. <laughs> that's what they say that's what they say hey, don't yeah. translating it everybody who wants to know what I'm saying send me a message you know my contacts there I'm gonna make a Google Translate out of it but I believe that in Italian sounds better yeah 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 I'm pretty sure you either lose faith if you have it when you go up to Zonkolan or you find faith if you don't have it yes uh, it's like <laughs> Stelvio right maybe a bit tougher no no it's not, no comparison to Stelvio <laughs> come on man stop saying that I, uh, yeah, for sure. I'm still trying to understand which one of chain, of chain ring I have to put on my bicycle. So we'll see. Um, I want to tell you as well about the plans for this year, my A that are going to be there. I don't know if it's going to be an A or not, but the thing that I want to do for sure is try to discover uh, all the passes that are here around in Switzerland this year and also back to Italy. I want to do for sure, talking about Switzerland, I was mentioning before, the Furka Pass is in my uh, plans. I want to do the Tremola, so Sango Tardo from the Tremola side with the old cobblestones and stuff like this. Cobblestones that are not comparable at all with the Paris-Louvain one, but still cobblestones. Then there is the Neufen Pass that I would like to do. And what else? Like every, every, everything that is here around. Actually, I will try to, to get to the best places. Also because Switzerland is so small that you can really go wherever just with one hour of train. And that is what, that's what is going to happen. And then nothing. Apart from that, yeah, just having fun on the bicycle and try to discover also some good gravel path out there. But yeah, everything is going to be completely focused on that. Uh, obviously, I have to consider as well that the 4th or 5th of May, I'm going to do the, the Rando Imperator. But let's put it in that way. This is just beginning of the season. I will just be super happy if I can take 
the, the, the challenge and took it at the place that I can finish it. Let's see. Mm-hmm. What I want to te- ask you more about that. So we talk about uh, how did you plan the event? How do you choose the event? And which one is going to be the event, the main event? I just want to understand. So I tell you more, I told you more or less how I usually shuffle everything. I like to have a main event at the beginning of the season. So something like an interesting event at the beginning of the season. Usually it was used to be the, um, I don't know, it was something like the Tour de Flanders and stuff like this. Then the core, Holy Week, and then at the end, something else. I was planning to do the, uh, I don't remember the name, the Bash, I think, by the way, the um, the gravel event that was in, uh, that is going to be in Czech Republic this year, organized by Chimbar Guy. And last year it was the Torres de Gravel, the years before was the Eroica and this kind of thing. So usually I shuffle the things there like this around and then in the middle I put my training and my exploring, right? How do you do it, by the way? Mm-hmm. What do you mean, how do I do it? How do I plan the training? How do you plan, actually, yeah, not the trainings. I'm planning, I'm saying, how do you plan your events? Something like, how do you put it in the calendar of the year? You also try to have some important rides or races at the beginning of the year, something in the middle and something at the end of the season? Or you are just concentrating everything in the core part of the season? How do you do it? Let's say um, I started on the other way around. So I started by fixing the dates of the outroute. And uh, according to that, uh, then uh, I managed to, let's say, to find uh, appropriate races that will bring me to peak form in, in that period. Okay. So uh, I know that I can have more or less two peak forms, maybe three during the, the year. Um, and I, I chose to put the main one in the middle of August. And... Then, since I have the possibility, there'll probably be a first peak uh, in in June or yeah, very early July, so that I have some time to recover then and start start fresh again. So this, after deciding that, I just went and and searched for which races do do I like in that period. So uh, we have uh, our team has a pretty nice calendar with. All the races available um, each each weekend, and everyone decides uh, which races uh, does he want to attend, and puts puts a tick. So we know, uh, for example, that four people are going to the Maratona delle Dolomiti. We know that uh, two people are going to the Alpen Tour Trophy in in Stadming. We know that uh, whatever that there is a Gran Fondo Nevio Valcic in Croatia on the 26th of May. Uh, probably two or three people are going there, but some, uh, some others might join if they if they feel to. And and so you just you're free to choose the the ones that you prefer the most. I love it. Actually, your team provides you with a list of races. And then you just need to go there. Yeah, uh, let's say uh, more than our team, uh, our we riders do that. So we have um, a shared uh, sheet on Google Drive uh, that every one of us uses, and we have uh, yeah for there are four rows which says race one, two, three, four, uh, because there can be up to we we found up to four interesting races uh, in in some days, for example. 
On the 5th of May, we have a mountain bike race uh, in Slovenia, a Gran Fondo in Bergamo, uh, another mountain bike race, uh, race in, uh, in Friuli. Uh, so there are three races on the same day. And people then just decide to, to choose where to go. Probably there's going to be also another one on the same day, like a criterium somewhere. And when we find information about this, we just put it in the uh, in the shared files so everyone can see it and then we can decide where to go. Perfect. I really, yeah, I really like this way. And so yeah, everybody can decide. And then if there's going to be a group in the peloton of a finger team people, then that's going to happen. There are going to be more of those. Or if it happens like in the old route that you're going to participate only by yourself, it's still fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are some races. I mean, if possible, everyone, uh, we're, we're going together to the race. But if there is some mountain bike races, only a couple, I mean, I don't do mountain bikes, so I cannot go there. Uh, there if there is, a, let's say, the Serbian National Championship, uh, there's only a Serbian guy in, in our team. And so, uh, therefore, it's a pretty good method to track things down and decide where to go. Cool. Then let's go deep and massively on the next step. So we talked about planning the season. We talked about which one are your main race, main season, ah, main race of the season. I made it that you want to do, and then how do you usually plan the training for the race? You are doing something specific for specific races, or you're just planning the base of the ray of your training, and then you something like you do some recalls or whatever, and especially that's another thing that i wanted to ask you are you doing as well some tapering before the main event of your season or you just train as you were doing before okay so pretty pretty good question um let's say uh, i found that my races will start some somewhere in beginning of may uh, beginning of may and then the some b races uh some priority b races there will be in in june and early early july so knowing that, um, I'm planning, let's say, some specific trainings uh, starting two months before the relevant races that I want to do. Mm -hmm. So now it's probably the time where, where I'm starting to do some specific works. Uh, I had a pretty long uh, off-season, so which is also off-season, uh, off-season and uh, base training. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Which was not completely resting, let's say, this way. Um, but let's say that um, up to middle March, up to the beginning of March, I was doing just base stuff. So to improve the general fitness and the aerobic um, components. So a lot of zone two, because I wanted to arrive fresh. So now I feel I'm pretty fresh and I'm starting to ramp up the intensity and doing specific things for, for the races that I want to do. And yeah, before the out route, uh, let's say, the two months before, uh, it's probably going to be uh, a last building block of strong trainings. And then, yeah, 10 days more or less of tapering uh, before the race for some fine-tuning and some relaxing to, to be very fresh at, at the start. How many days did you say of tapering? Uh, probably 10 days. So my my heart my heart trainings will stop about two weeks from from the out route. 
Okay, okay. So this means actually when you're doing tapering, it's not that you're stopping completely, you're just doing some other zone to training. No, with, with the tapering, what you usually do, you reduce the volume and you keep the intensity high. But overall, by reducing the volume, you uh, you find a way to get in in, in a fresher uh, in a fresher shape. So you are more fresh, more relaxed. Um, the fitness stays pretty much uh, at at the level where it's supposed to be. Maybe a little bit down, but not too much. And yeah, you just have more time to rest. Okay, okay. But okay, you mentioned actually together. We mentioned two different periods of the year where you're going to do... Okay, I don't want to consider the Holy Week like uh, a stage race, but that is what I'm going to happen anyways. We're going to start riding, riding hard for a, in a race, and then we are going to continue anyways, suffering anyways, pushing a lot in huge climbs for the whole week. And on the other side, you have a proper race that is the whole truth Pyrenees, apart from the other one. How do you usually, so because the main event for you is going to be the whole truth Pyrenees, how do you try, will you try to arrive to this stage race? So you will try to arrive already 100% at the first day and then try to climb the 120, 150% during the race. So you will try to start at 70% of your capabilities at the first days and then ramping up of your level of, of shape and fitness during the week yeah i understand the question no i plan to arrive very fresh and at the top of my form at the beginning of uh, the race because it, it's not a three week race uh, it's only one week seven days and you're not gaining uh, fitness during seven days where you're not resting so it's um it's probably not the the proper way to to go uh, in the old route to find your fitness, find your form during the race. It's not going to happen uh, because it is very intense during the, the whole period. Uh, you need to arrive at a race like this um, in, a, in a way that you are, you're prepared, your body is prepared to, to, yeah, to, to carry, to sustain heavy loads of TSS every day. Because what's going to happen there is that you will have above 200 uh, TSS every day probably above 300 some days, depends on the stage. And it's something that you need to have, uh, let's say, a, a strong preparation and big volumes in your in your legs before to be able to sustain it. The Holy Week is going to be a, a good a good challenge, a good proxy of that. So we will be experimenting some things during the Holy Week. I'll probably be, be, be going a little bit more hardcore this year than last year. Okay, okay, so you're not going to follow us. Well, we will meet at the top. Amazing, amazing. No, I like this play. You know, I really enjoy I really enjoy I really appreciated what we have done for the Colle delle Finestre last year. Yeah, when it was fun. Start, exactly. When you started later, just because it was not fun for you to, to stay with us, I can understand. It's not that I'm saying that you are the best in the world, but for sure. Your level of fitness because of your hard training is different from mine. Uh, but I think it was super good as well for you. Something like having the challenge of somebody in front of you that you have to chase. And on the other side, it was also not wasting time, you know, and keeping anyways the, the legs rolling in a proper way for you. Yeah, I think it was a, a good balance for, for both of us. I mean, for you, it was a challenge to, to escape. For me, it was a challenge to catch up. Then we met at the top still. 
uh, and with fun, we did a fairly good portion of the whole ride together. Actually, yeah. So even if we if we start together, usually during the the uphill, everyone then at a the point decides to go its its own pace. So it doesn't really change much. This way, instead of losing contact somewhere in the first third of the climb, you lose you find contact in the middle of the climb, which I, to be honest, I prefer. Yes, yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure, that makes sense. Uh, I wanted to ask you: Is it going to be the your first effort in a multi-stage? bicycle event yes 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 that's that's a new thing for me so it's going to be also a good way to experiment maybe this year you're using one plan and then next year you're going to use another one. Oh yeah but uh on the other way i had like holidays that were let's, let's say 10 days of cycling straight so um yeah from a point, certain point of view i'm concerned about it because racing is different than training but uh, on repeating long rides every day um, it's something that it's. I'm not so scared of. We will see. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm, I can completely put all my. Uh, let's say. Ah, how do you say that? I can say. I can say. Oh, yeah. I will put it in that way. I think that my hopes and whatever is gonna be with you because I think you're gonna do great there, and we will try to follow you as close as we can. Anyways. We will try to probably. Uh, we'll see if we can organize something. Yeah, you know that you have the keys of my you have the keys of my room. So whatever you want to do, feel free. I'm pretty pretty happy actually to listen to. Also because I think that people for sure they're gonna follow us in uh, during the holy week. We're gonna do as usual stuff together, uh, videos and podcasts and whatever. But for the old truth, that is actually your main event of the year. Probably we need to do something. Keep stay tuned, everybody. We will see. We will see. Exactly. Uh, so 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 for me, this kind of part of part of the of the interview is super boring because for me i don't have actually specific training a specific papering or specific things and resting that i do before my main event i just ride and then ride and then ride once that the plan the training plan is gonna be on my computer actually the training plan that usually simon does for me then i'm gonna follow it and then I'm going to close my eyes and just try to understand if it's good and if not. And I'm going to also need to close my ears because I know that Simon is going to complain because I don't have a power meter. So, uh, yeah. I, so mean, I, mean, I, I told you what are the, I mean, what, what should you look in a new bike? So you start from the power meter, then you choose the other things. Right. You started the wrong way. You started the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I all, uh, we are going to talk about my new bicycle soon, people, also because I still didn't see it. But yeah, I do, I'm not, not going to have a power meter. So yeah, this is going to be something that is going to really, really, um, yeah, it's going to be super. I don't want to say bad words, but I believe that Simon is going to be super pissed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, for me, it's super easy. So it's only really only riding. That's why I want to go to the next topic for you. Uh, but then, okay, you have trained for the whole winter. You made your building blocks for your shape mm-hmm. during the weeks before your events. Mm-hmm. And then the day of your uh, priority, a priority number one event arrived. Mm-hmm. How do you know that you are in the perfect shape to flame up your tires and the, anything that is a surface? For me, usually it's also gravel. For you, I know that it's tarmac. How do you know that you are in the perfect shape to make this event rolling in a proper way? 
Hmm. Let's say that there are with a power meter, there are some metrics that really really help you in this. <laughs> no, uh, I probably uh, be watching very closely the ATL and CTL metrics, so training metrics that are you. What are you talking about? <laughs> so each ride has uh, some training load uh, and. Let's say you can absorb this training load that brings to to a form. So this is done in various ways. Um, with uh, training peaks, they use some metrics. Golden Cheetah uses some very similar metrics. But um, overall, you can uh, with with data that you have from a from a Garmin and from a, from a power meter, you can understand where your form is in a certain moment. Um, usually, it's very, very close to what your feelings are. Uh, in some cases, not. But uh, there is, um, let's say, it's it's pretty much scientific to understand if you're in descent form or or if you're peaking downwards. So, um, yeah, my computer will tell me that uh, I'm in a hopefully good shape. I hope that my feelings will be uh, aligned and. Uh, in general, I'll just look at the past days and weeks and see that uh, how the trainings went, if the volume has been good enough, if the intensity has been uh, adequate, and yep, if uh, if I'm where I need to be. So I'm I'm pretty positive that even with some tests in in the mix, I I can see uh, where my my level will be for the day before the race and how hard can I go in in each climb during the during the next week. Okay. Cuz well, every single climb will be planned with a certain wattage in my mind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of that. That's so crazy for you, man. Really, really, really. But yeah, that's something like that's why I have you here, you know, not only because you are a super good friend of mine, you are let's say um most of the time a good person as person that i appreciate talking with and whatever but also because you are exactly the counterpart of myself so you have everything planned every single number on your Garmin computer is expected or planned let's say in a proper way not expected but uh, built up in a proper way on the other side for me i have only feelings that are letting me know if i'm ready or not on um for for an event or for a race or for whatever so first of all i i have to say that i'm not the kind of person that all the times that is starting something says okay i'm not prepared at all it's gonna be shit these are the things that i always hated especially when i was at university i usually have a different yeah a decent um uh confidence on what is gonna happen in my body i know that actually if i'm a good shape or i'm prepared or not for something that i'm doing and that's something. But I really can understand if I'm going to be good or if I'm ready for a race, exactly something like one day before or two days before the race itself. I can give you a couple of anecdotes of that, of this. Of this. For example, last year, Maradona delle Dolomiti, it was it, really, these were the first climbs in my life in the two or three years before. But I arrived there for the Maradona. I was not nervous at all. We have eaten two kilos of pasta in four the night before. And I was feeling confident and relaxed. And the day after, I felt good. I was super relaxed. I stopped eating everywhere, but that's another story. But I, I believe that I actually, I don't want to say that I 
smashed it because it was anyways the jaw smashed me but i would say that i cracked the race without so much fear or stuff the day after i was feeling as well decently good and uh, because i was relaxed i felt that actually i could do it while on the other side i remember for the fixed 42 world championship then for that race i was not prepared at all and it would have been something cool for me because anyways, it was 40 kilometers for an average of 35 minutes, 35 kilometers per hour. Nothing super bad to do. But two days before, I felt pretty nervous. I I knew that I could not do, it, do good in that. And that's why in the middle of the race, I said, okay, I'm going to drop. I'm going to scratch right here because it's something that I cannot do. So really, my brain and my body tells me actually if I'm going to be capable or not doing something and it's not only a matter of your body capacities it's uh, it's also something i don't know something emotional sometimes so yeah i mean uh, your head plays a big part in, in in this for sure very very relevant to train also the head yes yes and this is i think also one of the most important part how do you do that usually how do you get in uh, let's say in a good form and in a good shape also uh, brain-wise, emotional-wise, mind-wise, to start an event. Also, because just uh, I don't, I would just want to tie, to talk clearly with you and really straightforward. The old truth is going to be something that you have never done before, and you mm-hmm. know that it's going to be something epic, right? Oh, yeah. How do you train to keep focus and also to keep a good level of concentration? Well, let's say that uh, there are some things that you can train. So try to visualize the race uh, really helps. So apart from being confident in yourself and have a, a good motivation, um, there are some some things that you need to accept. So, for example, if some things go wrong, uh, you need to find a positive attitude. And that uh, you you have to try it before a little bit. So you will be facing problems with the bike a lot of times. Uh, if you start having a, a positive attitude when this happens, um, you have to work for it, uh, but then it really helps uh, during the next times that you will have problems. So it, it's something that you have to build your confidence. It's something that you have to understand, uh, be a little bit zen sometimes, and try to change uh, if you're not that kind of person. So you have to consider that not everything is going according to plans and try to to stay strong. Uh, actually, I already know that I will be in trouble after the second or third day. But now that I know it, I think it is normal. So, okay. Or if if I crash, no, if I crash, I'm not very happy. But let's say if I no, no, no. If I, not because of you, but because of your bicycle. Yeah, exactly. If I have a flat tire or something, no. Uh, does this change my race? No. Uh, do I get distracted by this? I try not. So during seven days, I know that it can happen. I know that uh, there can be rain. I know that there can be a storm. Uh, there can be strong wind. So knowing in, in advance what you can face uh, helps you to, to, I mean, to come to that event with a better mindset. So not think only of the positive things, but also of what can go wrong. Okay, okay, yeah. And actually, I believe that putting yourself, this is something that you were actually touch basing before, um, putting some, 
in some ways yourself in troubles before the main event or before something happened? Well, this is a good training, I think, for your brain, right? Yeah, this, this sometimes, yes. So in some trainings, it might be a good idea to deliberately uh, go into a crisis. Um, so to simulate uh, a little bit what's going to happen when, when, you, yeah, when you're going to be out of fuel if that happens in a race and how can you face that. So in yeah. specific trainings, you can target that when you're still an hour from home, you finish completely your gas. But it has to be done with some, yeah, with a little bit of, with a little bit of thought. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 for sure. For me, for example, I put myself in troubles. Usually, uh, it happens. Uh, I don't want to go so far away. Sunday, Sunday, it was my first long climb of the year. I mean, I've done the Satellite that is one of the most famous. Uh, yeah, the one of the most famous climbs that are close to Zurich. It's at the end of the day, 50 kilometers from my place, so pretty okay. And it's a 12 kilometers long uh, climb. I think that the average is around say t- seven, eight percent. So a tough one. And in the middle, something like after the six kilometer, it started really beating you in your face because it started being everything above 10%. Well, I knew that it was it would have been a trouble for me. And uh, I did it anyways. I, I went riding the day before. And so my legs were already arting a bit. And then the day after I went there, I've done something like a pretty early way to arrive there. Then I've done another couple of small climbs, something like three, four kilometers each. And then I approached the satellite just in order to say this is the feeling these are the feelings that they are gonna leave while you are gonna be on the long climb this year so maybe better to face it now because probably in the future in a couple of months in three months i'm gonna be in a better shape and so i'm gonna do the satellite way way in an easier way but maybe to face it now so in the future in june july when this is gonna happen again you are gonna know that this is the feeling that you need sometimes to take the extra gel or to drink some more water or just to think and to watch in front of you at two meters in front of you and don't watch at the top because the top is not there. And this is a way that I usually do for training my brain and my feelings. Otherwise, I start crying and everything is really long. Yeah, yeah. Various methods, uh, but you need to, to find your balance, know your capabilities, know your limits. Also, knowing your limits is is pretty crucial. Yes, for sure. Something like doing 300 kilometers at the beginning of May could be problematic, right? No, it's going to be great fun. (laughs) For sure, I know that. And especially in the gravel section. I cannot wait for that. (laughs) Great, Simon. Uh, I think that your lasagna is ready. But if you want to add anything... I'm very hungry, so it's been fun. Stay here. Sit down. Sit down. Put your ass on the chair because I want to ask you another question. So you talked about new kit for your epping team this year right yes 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 we have a new kit everybody is going to listen to you uh two days after the presentation i've done probably three tell us right now which one is going to be the color of the eppinger we are keeping we're keeping two out of three colors that we had last year so we're keeping the white and and we're keeping the fluo yellow which you which you love and we're, we're switching the black to to navy blue so there's this navy electric blue, uh, which is, uh, we think it's pretty nice. And you will see on our social media. I would love to see it in person where you are going to meet. So, okay. <laughs> but 
or I'm gonna check it on the social media. Navy blue, you don't know that because I'm gonna tell you it right now. I don't know if anybody knows it out there, but blue navy is my favorite color of 2019. So yeah. great try. It's a it's a color that's also got pretty popular in the in the product that we noticed. Um, so with what was the team sky that changed to that? Then we have the Movistar, which has something similar. Yes, I don't know. Actually, the one of the Movistar is pretty shitty. No, the, but the, the pants are uh, are navy blue, some sort. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but you're right. Actually, the Sky team has this blue, and also um, the EF Education First. Exactly. And their Canon Dale that they're not the Canon Dale that you don't like, and I don't want to name those. <laughs> But their new Canon Dales, and I'm talking about the System 6 and uh, the other 6 thing, are of a color that is amazing and the new font is really good. Good. Great, man. Uh, well, enjoy your dinner. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon, man. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. So yeah, a lot of anecdotes, a lot of stuff, and uh, yeah, in the Gran Fondo, people that are just dropping rubbish on the floor, and that they're trying to punch you, and then the story of some holy weeks that needs to happen, or is gonna happen, and then the preparation for the old truth. By the way, to everybody out there, if you know somebody who can drop on my microphone talking about um whole truth or these kind of events give me a shout out there because i tried to interview somebody there but as usual you send out email they answer you with a lot of enthusiasm and then they are never coming back to you when the things get more serious i can understand i'm not a great media com uh, too much complainings today you got what i mean i want to have some people of the old truth out here and probably i'm gonna make it happen because i believe that this is a great and fascinating uh, experience that people are living uh something like dropping yourself on a stage race or important race and uh, a lot of adrenaline is finding the way on your veins so yeah uh, i'm gonna make it happen no worries out there so if you want to cheer at the eppinger team or at simon just go on the instagram probably the link are gonna be down below but go on the instagram go on the social media look for eppinger team or simon jergolet and you're gonna find actually who is talking on this microphone and how is gonna be the season of this great team and great people out there yeah, social media, Calamaro CC and uh, Calamaro CC, and read Calamaro. Everything is around Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email. 3T, as always, thanks a lot. It's my sponsor. I have not been riding the 3T Explorer in the last period. I need to jump on it. Probably it's going to be this. Yeah, or today in uh, in the lunch break or probably Thursday after work. Because, yeah, I need a really good gravel ride in this period otherwise my enthusiasm is going down i need to ride the bicycle and i've not been riding the bicycle on the whole weekend that's why i am so negative so all of you remember spreaker spotify and apple Podcasts and google Podcasts. look for broom vegan and share this episode with everybody but first of all because spring is here and the sun is out don't forget to ride your bicycle there's nothing that cannot be solved only with a good pedal stroke on your bike. See you next week. Yeah.